Yassi Baumel is with us live from Israel. He is, of course, uh, Director of Development of the Makar Chaim Institutions. We know him for many, many years. From Yushalayim, from Hebron, from Steyrot, from so many areas. And he always enlightens our broadcasts, especially on days like today. Yom Yushalayim, Yom Hebron, as we celebrate here at JM in the AM. Yassi Chag Sameach, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Chag Sameach, don't forget, today is also Yom Shechur Gush Etzion, where I'm talking from right now, so uh, we can talk about all three. Pretty amazing, frankly, pretty amazing. I want to start with uh, one of the things that you wrote about, and that was the difference in um, in the attitude of the Israeli government, maybe some would say the Israeli people, uh, regarding last year's celebration of Yom Yerushalayim and yesterday's celebration of Yom Yerushalayim. You pointed out that uh, last year there was uh, somewhat of a desire and, sure enough, a, uh, a reality uh, where the um, where the route was changed, where the number of people was uh, was regulated, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and this year was a much more free and open flag parade and celebration in Jerusalem. What would you say, in addition to those facts, was the difference between last year and this year? Nachum, uh, I don't want to get into politics because I, I don't have to the fact that I am not happy with the present government. On the other hand, uh, across the board, uh, people from right-wing parties have thanked the, our prime minister for not getting into Arab terror and allowing not only uh, the flag march, uh, but also uh, some unbelievable stuff that happened on the Temple Mount yesterday, prayers, singing Israeli flags. I personally don't go because I'm, uh, you know, uh, I don't go on the Temple Mount, but, you know, the fact that he let, was not afraid and didn't give terror into Arab terror really, I think, made a tremendous difference. And this is a fact of life. Every time they threaten us and we back down, that it's worse for us. Every time they threaten us and we stand strong, it's better for us. Because here in the Middle East, we the, our neighbors grew up in the desert. And a sign of weakness means take a smack at me. It's not a confidence-building measure when we, we give in to them. They don't see it that way. I wish they would, but they don't. And we're stuck with these, with, with these neighbors and friends, and this is the story. But we have to be strong and understand that every time they threaten us, we have to stand up. And that's the Pikuch Nefesh, not to change the route and not to, to give it to them, but the Pikuch Nefesh is to be strong. And as I pointed out, uh, I spoke uh, this Shabbat, uh, and there's a minion next to Rabbi Riskin's house, and I spoke about the fact that the Spono, the first Spono in, in Sefer Ben Midbar says that the flag's purpose is to scare our enemies so we wouldn't have to use weapons. Look it up. The flags strike fear into the hearts of our enemies, and they back down. The Girgashi, one of the nations that occupied the land of Israel, saw the flags and ran. That's what he writes. And this is the idea that we have to be strong and continue to be proud of what we're doing here and why we're here. The symbol of surrender is a flag. So, too, on the opposite end, the symbol of strength and of victory and of progress is a flag. And isn't it amazing how the Parshiot line up? Uh, how so many of the uh, of the things that we go through at a specific time of year are actually referenced in that week's parsha, and as you know, for us, it's really uh, parsha's bamidbar. Yeah, it's right. really this week's parsha, which is a whole other topic. I have to tell you- Yep. I have to tell you, Malcolm, that when I spoke in shul, uh, we had this special meeting near Rabbi Rizkin Towns, which is easy for him to get to. So I, I told the story of Rav Gohan, uh, 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 
arriving at the Mazda Machtela, and I said, and I mentioned how many times I've told the story over uh, on on your show. Uh, so you, we get, you got a shout out back here, back here in Gush That's very meaningful anyway. to me, especially with Harry Risk in there. That's extremely meaningful to me, and I appreciate that very much. Uh, so remind us, remind us, because so many of us, of course, are familiar with Yom Yerushalayim, and uh, yesterday was a was a spectacular day in Jerusalem. But today, as you mentioned, is also a special day in modern Jewish history, one that does not get the same type of publicity as Jerusalem Day does. But because we have this quirk in the calendar that our Monday morning broadcast is actually on Yom Chevron. Why not tell us a bit about Chevron and Gush Etzion? What could you tell us about the uh, importance of this day okay, for those so two I'll, I'll tell you briefly the story of, I just have to tell you that I was in Chevron last week and former Mayor Malachi Levinger took me on a tour of um, possible new projects there, purchases there. It's uh, really, really very exciting uh, what's happening in the old city with the Konim is happening in Chevron as well. And it's a really a very exciting thing. Just so uh, briefly, uh, after the uh, Israeli flag was was um, put up on the Temple Mount, the forces went, headed south. Rabbi Gorin insisted on being at the head of the forces, came into Kever Rachel, threw himself on, on Kever Rachel and said, Mama Ruka, we kept the promise. We're Shavu Banin, we're back. And then the army continued on to Gush That night when they went to sleep, uh, intense in the field, um, Rabbi Goyen said, don't forget to wake me up because I want to be the first one to be in Martin Machpela. 700 years, no one's been there. And now uh, this, is my, this is my opportunity. They went to sleep. He wakes up in the morning. He opens up the flaps of his tent and he sees everybody is gone. He gets into his Jeep and his driver drives him towards Hebron. They see, as you mentioned before, the white flags, the flags of surrender all the way from Gush to Hebron. And he drives up goes into the Mata Machpela, and after uh, praying there for a couple of minutes, he realizes that he's all alone, and he calls up the army, he says, where are you guys? You did a great job, everybody gave up, surrendered here, but where are you guys? You have, you know, I don't see you here. And they said, where are you? Where are we? Where are you? This morning we had to recapture the area of Gush Now we're headed out to capture uh, Hebron. Right? Gorin swallowed and said, don't worry, it's been taken care of. That's more or less the story that happened. <laughs> pretty One Jew with one flag on one jeep, two Jews, because he had a driver, uh, came into Hebron unopposed and, and were, were given the keys to the Mata Machpelah. This is what it says, that when they see that God is on our side, that's when they fear us, and that's when we can have true peace. As long as we give in and deny who we are and why we belong here, then we cannot be too too peace. What a great message. Jesse Baum was with us live from Israel. It's our Yom Yushalayim, Yom Chevron commemoration combination here at JM in the AM. Uh, You know, it's funny. uh, We talk about uh, time really moving quickly. And I just had this conversation with my my teenager the other day. I said, if you think time is moving quickly now, wait till you get a little bit older. Then it really starts to move. But with with that in mind, Yossi, why does it seem, you mentioned the Teret Kone, you mentioned the uh, Hebron. Um, why does it seem that things are accelerating so much more now? I understand we're a little bit older than we were 20 or 30 years ago, but it does seem that in the context of modern Jewish history, maybe it's the technology and other things, that, that things are just moving more quickly. And you just you know described for us about the 2,600 people being on the Temple Mount. And it seems in a matter of weeks or months, the whole attitude up there has changed. And then you just mentioned about the purchases in Hebron, and there have been years where purchases have been stifled and stalled. And, and now you're saying that, that the progress is being 
being made. And obviously, as we said, you know, we're, we're going to celebrate Wednesday night here with Ateret Konim at their big dinner. And as you said, you know, the neighborhoods that they're in charge of seem to be um, multiplying by, by, by uh, you know, not just families, but tens of families, you know, each year at a time. Why is it that things are moving as quickly as they are? Or am I just dreaming this? Uh, I, I'm not sure. Um, I'm happy to hear your optimism. That I'm, I'm, I'm happy to join your optimism. Uh, but I think I think basically that more than us, our enemies know that the end is near. They know that we're here. That's why the Temple Mount comes up again and again and again as an issue. Uh, by them, we don't even raise it. We don't even talk about it. Unfortunately, we don't talk about the fact that we need to beg the leaders, that we need to connect up to God through our emotions, through our through our religious experiences. Uh, we don't talk about that, but our enemies sense that this is where we're headed, and progress is, is moving ahead. Thank God. It just seems to be quicker than usual. Maybe just a, <laughs> maybe it's just my wishful thinking, or as you said, the hopeful attitude. Uh, either either way, it's good to see things moving in the direction that they are, in fact, moving. It's been a challenging time over the last few months um, uh, for our brothers and sisters in Israel. That's no secret to anybody who's listening right now, and certainly not to you, uh, who lives in the Gush. Uh, but so many uh, so many areas of Israel have been inflicted or uh, afflicted by the enemy uh, over the last few. Months is there a um, is, is there especially in light of the fact that this big celebration happened yesterday in Jerusalem with tens of thousands of people? Uh, uh, it, ha- have things been relatively quiet? Are things quieting down? Uh, you're describing a situation where the enemy is learning that we're there and we're there permanently, and they have to you know they're going to have to learn to live with it. Are, are they getting that message more and more? I don't know if they're getting the message message consciously, but subconsciously they're certainly getting it. Uh, and I think it's very simple. I think this government was viewed by our neighbors as a weak government, and therefore they took advantage of it, and they uh, attacked us again and again. Once we uh, put our foot down and we uh, reestablish our rights, that they basically respect that, and I think uh, the quiet of the recent weeks and the quiet now on, the, on Jerusalem Day and uh, for them, hopefully, is due to the fact that they know that this is a strong uh, government, I wish it was, but they know that we, the people of the Israelis, are strong and that we're not going anywhere. Tonight begins Rosh Chodesh Sivan. Shavuot begins on Motzei Shabbat on Saturday night. Um, it, it, describe to this audience how incredible the Shavuot holiday is in your part of the world. Well, actually, uh, it's been my custom to uh, be in Jerusalem uh, every uh, Shavuot. We, I uh, look on the internet to see where the interesting classes, and I map my way to the Kotel based on those classes. <laughs> and it's just an unbelievable thing to join everybody at, at the Sunrise Minion uh, at, uh, at, uh, at the Kotel. And I'm looking forward to doing it again this year. It's a very special thing. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of learning and interesting things happening in Israel all over the place. And this is uh, the road. The road from Chabron to Yushalayim is the Derech Avot, the road that we walk upon. And the road actually where Mechokayim is building now. And we've been doing a lot of very interesting uh, spiritual connections throughout the world. Um, if we talk about Torah study and, and uh, inspiring teachers specifically, I can tell you that we've had a lot of tremendous uh, response our programs in the United States are growing by leaps and bounds. People are learning the Torah of what this, I suggest everyone take a look at their Mizrahi, the new edition of Mizrahi for Shavuot. It's really uh, something special. Uh, there's an article by Rabdo Zinger about connecting up to the Hasidic uh, roots of uh, Torah and Eretz Yisrael. Check it out. 
it's just it's just growing all the time. It's just wonderful, wonderful to be here, yeah. and I hope that I can see all my friends here in Israel as well. I have that uh, issue of Hamizrahi and uh, what they're doing there is, is simply remarkable. Uh, the status of uh, the Makar Chaim campus at this point? Well, we're moving in one year from now. Next summer, uh, we have two buildings finished already. Uh, the high school building is finished, the first dormitory is finished, the second dormitory will be finished in two months, and the Bek Midrash, the shell is finished already. We have a mikveh that needs to be dedicated still, but we have a, a lot of stuff going in there, and we will be moving in in just one year. Uh, the road is to, from Hebron to Jerusalem is a long and difficult one, but we're building on their Havod. I, I highly uh, recommend that people get in contact with me to see a tour of this area, to see the Roman milestones from 2,000 years ago, to see the mikvah from 2,500 years ago, to see the area of Gush Etzion that connects up uh, Hebron and Yushan. You know, when I started to work in Hebron, I was honored with lighting the Hanukkah candles, uh, and uh, Lior was there, and he asked me, where do, he didn't remember where I live. He said, where do you live? I said, I live in Ephrat. He said, ah, Gush Etzion, you get the holiness from Jerusalem and from Hebron. It all, it all overlaps in Gush Etzion. That's what he told me. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right at the midpoint, the perfect place to be, huh? Uh, and, uh, and you'll be spending an extra day in Yerushalayim, because Erev Shavuot is Shabbat this year, so you'll have an extra day in Yerushalayim this coming year. Yes, uh, I know. We have to, uh, we, out of identifying with our friends in the Golas, we'll have to take about <laughs> three days without taking the hot shower, but we're going to have to do it for two days. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, though, I, 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 the last time I was in Chutzot and Shavuot, me and my wife were scholars and residents in the Kinlaw Synagogue in London, and we had a three-day yontav event, also very exciting. What can I tell you? And if it was Shavuot, and if it was Shavuot I would assume that yontav ended very late in, in London. Oh, my God. You would not believe it. You know, I mean, oh, 11 it. o'clock? Anyway, Does that make I sense? Highly re- I, another reason to come in Aliyah, really, guys, is to, uh, <laughs> to uh, have the concentrated experience of a holiday in one day rather uh, than in two days. Understood. Uh, and and a, g- a very good piece of advice, to say the least. Hopefully we will be together very soon in the Holy Land, all of us together, uh, for all the Chagim, Bezrat Hashem. Um, Yassi Baumel, I thank you. I'll say Chag Sameach to you. Thanks for enhancing our uh, Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chevron special. My pleasure. Always great to talk to you and your listeners. And Chag uh, Sameach. And celebrate by coming to Israel, by coming to visit these places with us. And believe me, you won't regret it. Yeah, that's an understatement. Thank you so much. Jesse Baumel, everybody. Director of Development for Makar Chaim Institutions. And, of course, somebody who has always incredible, positive, and wonderful messages regarding Jerusalem and uh, Israel. More coming up. You're listening to a Yom Yerushalayim, Yom Chevron combination special.